Welcome to the Passel CMO series podcast, where we discuss all things marketing and business development. I can't even remember the number we're actually on now. I think it's over 120, which is brilliant. My name's Will Eek, and you have heard from me before. Today, really excited to be talking about how to build an effective approach to business development. Now, it's a really interesting topic. As more firms professionalize their approach to business development, especially law firms, they're all at different stages, but I like to call it a sort of maturity curve within business development. Um, brilliant, brilliant guest today. We've got Nicole Miles, who um, is the Chief Clients and Markets Officer at Denton's over in um, Toronto, Canada. Now, Nicole's CV pretty much reads like a who, who's who of uh, high-performing firms. Very excited to pick her brains on this. Um, we're going to talk about and really delve into how you can build an effective, globally-minded um, sort of approach and team. No better place um, from Nicole's point of view than doing that at Denton's. Um, Nicole, welcome to our Pastel CMO series. Thank you, Will. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. And I'm glad, I think last time um, you weren't that well, so I'm glad you're over that and, and we've, we've managed to get you on. Okay, so delving into... Um, you know, what it takes to build an effective approach to business development. I just wanted to set the scene. Now, Nicole, you've driven transformative business development projects at some of the world's top firms in the past and now. Um, are firms coming to sort of realise the importance of business development more, do you think, now? And, and what what's actually driving that from your perspective? Yeah, I do think that firms are putting more of an emphasis on the business development function, and that's a result of the evolution of the legal market and the commercial markets. Um, I think we're seeing changes driven by technology, globalization, economic pressures, changing client expectations, and it's really pushing law firms to prioritize and innovate their BD approaches. As we're seeing new players emerge, whether that's non-traditional legal service providers, which have been around for a while, um, but are gaining more prominence, as well as legal tech companies, and of course, the more recent disruption through AI, I think it's really important for firms to adopt innovative BD strategies that focus on all stages of the life cycle of the client. Um, and that's going to be critical to stay competitive. Like we're seeing the role of our clients shifting, general counsel are more involved in business strategy, they have higher expectations, and they're seeking firms that not only offer legal expertise, but also understand their business and can provide commercial solutions. At Denton's, we like to say we're more than just a law firm, we're legal and business advisors. And the reality is, business is more global than ever before. And as clients are entering new markets, they're dealing with different regulatory environments and cultural differences. And it's effective BD strategies that can help demonstrate to clients that we can help them be successful when entering these diverse markets. I also think um, technology is changing the way our lawyers and our clients are working. And it's continuing to impact business development. And it's this impact that's allowed us to shift our focus onto the client experience through the use of data analytics, more robust CRM systems and digital marketing tools. It, it means that as marketers and as business developers, we can be more targeted in our efforts. So, and I think the, the, the final thing um, that I think is driving this is on the talent side. Lawyers today are really looking for firms that are more forward thinking and innovative. They want a strong BD culture. And I think that's really attractive to new hires, whether it's juniors just coming out of law school. You know, we always say they don't learn business development in law school, but it is a critical component of their job. 
So they do want to know that there's that the firm that they're entering does have a strong culture of BD and is going to support them in those efforts. And then on the more senior side, lateral hires, um, we're seeing them wanting to come to, to law firms where they can expand with their clients and take their relationships global. And so knowing that they've got a firm that can support their business development efforts is critical. So I think the summary, in summary, kind of the evolution of the markets is both on the legal and business side. Um, and that's actually pushing what's pushing firms to prioritize and innovate their BD approaches. Oh, it's fascinating, really, because I, I thought you might talk about, you know, clients driving it. But that, that point around <clears throat> attorneys also embracing it and actually even looking for it when they're, you know, if they are going to move over to, to a new firm, I think that's a real sea change uh in, in mindset and, be and and behavior really um i know that business development and sales can you know or was seen as maybe a, a dirty word for some attorneys um in the past so that's really interesting to hear that nicole um how talking more personally i mean how did you come to sort of be in your role at dentons and and how have you seen that role and the approach in legal marketing and business development progress throughout your career journey yeah, I've been in the industry for more than 20 years and, uh, you know, the, the approach to legal marketing and business developments evolved significantly throughout my career. Initially, the function was really just seen as peripheral to the core activities of the law firm. And when I think about when I first started out, marketing was predominantly uh, focused on print advertising, seminars, brochures, and, and essentially keeping the website updated. It really had very little to do with client uh, relationship management from the from the BD side. Um, obviously, lawyers have always been involved in that. Um, but I think as the as the legal industries become more um, aggressively competitive, uh, the importance of strategic marketing and business development is realized. And and looking at how our teams can support those activities um, is is really being more valued. I think there's a greater understanding of how firms should partner with their BD team um, as professionals, not just as task-oriented individuals, like back when we we just you know created ads or or updated the website. Um, the other thing that I'm seeing in terms of the shift of of how the the function has evolved is really the importance of data data analytics. Um, understanding our client needs and market trends through data has led to more targeted and efficient marketing strategies and and client relationship management strategies. There's been a real shift from generalized marketing to highly personalized client experiences, um, and I think this is uh, this is. This is seen across um, across the the legal sector, but also other sectors. Um, there's a transition from a reactive approach to a proactive approach. It's not just about responding to client requests now; it's anticipating client needs, and we do that through a deep understanding of their business and offering solutions before they even realize they need these solutions. Um, so the progression of the legal marketing and business development function, I think, really reflects the shift towards more sophisticated data-driven and client-centric approaches. Yeah, that sort of goes with a lot of what we're hearing as well, this sort of horizon scanning piece um, and, and being that trusted, <clears throat> trusted advisor, not just an um, attorney, but as you said, you know, a bit like a consultant, understanding, you know, deep down what your what your clients need. That's, yeah, that, that's really interesting. Um, I suppose let's let's get into Dentons. I mean, everyone knows Dentons. You're 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 the world's 
largest law firm and let's be honest probably growing again I think I looked last time it was 20,000 people and that includes 12,000 lawyers um in your role with your team I mean you know what what are your sort of goals uh in relation to to that growth and what does that mean yeah I mean like I said like businesses are becoming more global um but but there's also there's also the 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 focus on local so at Denton's, we've got deep roots in our communities um, here, both within the, the cities and the provinces that we operate, but also across Canada. Um, and we're also connected to every geography around the world, as you've uh, as you've pointed out, with the number of lawyers that we have. Um, and I think with with my team, our goal is to really be able to leverage the insights and trends in other regions and bring them back to support our local clients. It's really one of our biggest value propositions. Um, we want to help our clients be prepared for critical impacts to their business, but also to be better organized to seize opportunities faster than their competitors. And for my team, being able to connect with people around the world and bring back what they're working on and leverage everything that's being done around the globe for to support our clients here in Canada is really critical. Um, but it's also about being able to help our clients uh, grow around the world. Um, doing business in other regions isn't just about the law. It's also about understanding local culture. It's about having access to local connections um, and having a partner who can explain kind of service preferences, team structure, how the clients operate um, to, to facilitate a smoother transition uh, from a relationship perspective as clients are going around the world is something that we're really focused on. And I think that connecting, uh, making sure that our our lawyers are connected and building relationships with the people um, that we have in other regions is really critical. This is a relationship-based business. It's not only a relationship-based business for our lawyers and our clients, but it's also for our lawyers in Canada with the with the lawyers around the world. Um, you know. Someone once said, people like to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so that's both from an internal relationship perspective, but also from a, from a client relationship perspective. And so my team is really focused on making sure that we can bring all of the insights from around the world to our lawyers um, and to our clients and to leverage everything that the global platform does. We have a really interesting uh, program that was built by our global team um, called the Client Experience Program. And that is, it's not about the law, but it's for lawyers and it's about professional development, personal development, operational excellence, client service excellence. Um, and we're able to bring things like that, leverage things like that that are developed globally to support our clients locally. It must be a hard, yeah, in some ways a hard one to to juggle because you're you're part of this huge behemoth, but then you know you you can take things that work globally, but then they don't always work in the local market. So I suppose it's just yeah, tailoring it sometimes as well. Um it must be really, really interesting. In 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 general, I mean, across the experience that you've sort of had um with the firms that you've worked at. What would you class as the biggest changes that, that need to be made for clients? And, and secondly, I suppose, for the firms themselves to see the actual value of marketing and business development. The biggest changes that need to be made for clients, um, it, and it, it actually connects with, uh, with firms themselves, um, sort of the second half of your question, is 
we really need to make sure that we're understanding the full life cycle of the client. So the full client experience. Um, when, when we think about our clients pre-acquisition to, to acquisition, to working with them um, and, and the whole, the, the, to the end of the transaction and to continuing on to, to service and support them, um, we need to have a really deep understanding of all elements, um, all elements of that so that we, we're making sure that the client experience is really uh, the best client experience that they'd have. We all know that um, most clients work with uh, three to 15 different law firms. And as a global law firm, um, clients are definitely probably working with clients on uh, with a number of firms on the top end of that number. So I think for, for us to be successful with our clients, we need to understand their, the whole life cycle and their experience and make sure that we're adding value at every stage of that of that life cycle. We also need to make sure that we're having consultative conversations with our clients so that we understand their business and what's driving them. Um, and we need to make sure that we're proactive, uh, proactive in providing that advice, proactive in leveraging our global platform to bring all of those insights from around the world to support their business. And I think for firms from the from the to see the to connect the value of marketing and business development to that is to really leverage the ideas and the tools that we have and to be bringing those to their clients. There's there's a real um, there's a real shift that that's happening. And I think, as I said at the outset, uh, we are being seen more as, as partners to the business. One of the benefits that the marketing team has is they are working with the lawyers across the firm, across the across different practice groups. So we're able to kind of hear, listen, understand um, all of the value adds that are being offered, all of the challenges that are being uh, being raised, and we're able to develop solutions and I and bring ideas forward that can help mitigate some of those some of those challenges, but also capture some of the opportunities. Um, we're all about measuring ROI. So what is, what is the ROI on, on the different activities that we're doing from the client's perspective, but also from the firm's perspective? Um, we need to make sure that we're being efficient with our time and effective with the programs um, and the ideas that we're bringing forward so that they're adding value uh, and the clients can see that value. Do you, do you ever collaborate with some of the other firms do you, or do you see the value in maybe collaborating with other law firms to give that to give the best client experience if that makes sense at other firms uh that i've worked at where we have just had a national platform absolutely um there's been collaboration with with other uh, regional firms um when we do work with firms if the client has uses a different law firm in another country um, we do collaborate with those firms. We try to use some shared, some shared tools, et cetera, talk about approaches so that every everything seems aligned um, for the firm because we realize that we're working on the same same side. You know, we're all we're all on the same team. Um, at Dentons, what we do is we collaborate with our colleagues in other regions when we are uh, supporting clients that that we that we uh, manage globally. So we absolutely connect in with them to talk about client preferences, client needs. We have client team meetings um, to make sure that everybody is coordinated and we're all bringing a, a consistent experience to the client. Yeah, that makes sense. So in your role at Denton's, Nicole, 
there's a pretty unique structure um you know being this big global firm and and and, and the whole brine part of it um so i suppose that offers up its own set of opportunities and challenges how have you sort of tailored your approach and i suppose your team's approach to suit to suit that yeah i i I do think um, it's been it's been interesting to work at uh, a global law firm um, that does have our structure. We, we might be a variety structure, but we really are. We really do operate as one firm around the globe. Um, we do try to bring that one firm uh, experience to our clients, and that means connecting in with colleagues. So while I'm the the chief clients and markets officer in Canada, we also have similar roles around the globe in other regions. Um, we have regular meetings with our with all of the, the the regional CMOs as well as our global CMO to share best practices, to bring ideas to the table. Um, and to make sure that we're we're leveraging those for the benefit of our clients. Um, from my team's perspective, uh, as you can imagine, at the at the practice and sector group level, there's also global meetings so that people are able to, as I mentioned earlier, capture those global opportunities, bring trends and ideas back to their local clients. And the members of my team are also involved in those meetings so that they can think about um, those strategies, ideas, and opportunities as they're tailoring their approaches to business development um, and marketing within within our local market. Um, I, as with anything, uh, working within a, an organization that's so large, it's all about communication um, and making sure that we are connected um, at both the lawyer practice sector and marketing levels uh, with everybody around, around the world. Um, and and I think that I would say that our our group is really collaborative um, on, on the global side, but also locally, uh, really collaborative, um, willing to share ideas and, and best practices. And one of the nice things is that when you're looking for something like training materials or um, or a new idea to help market a practice, being able to reach into that that uh, global network that you have and and see what other people have worked on or developed and take that back to your own region and customize it and tailor it to your own region can really save huge amounts of time and be more efficient um, in in uh, in the overall production of whatever it is that that's being done. Um, and so so I, I think that's that's what I would say it's it's we're we're very connected um, and uh, very communicative. Yeah, and it sounds like there's the economies of scale there, especially for um, things like that. Having worked for you know, large organizations myself in the past, I know exactly what you mean in terms of being able to take those assets away. What I would really like to know, and you don't have to answer obviously, is the partner retreat must be absolutely the biggest in the world, right? <laughs> all, all those partners going, going away. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the partner retreats are an amazing opportunity for um, the people on our marketing side, but also our lawyers to connect with people in other regions that they've been working with that they've never met face to face. Um, we had one, uh, I think our last partner retreat was two years ago, maybe it was, and um, it, 
it was fantastic. It's fantastic the, to, to listen to the conversations and to contribute to the conversations people are having around client opportunities and, and just seeing all of those connections and, and ideas um, coming to coming to life and then coming back to our own regions and continuing to build on all of those, those relationships and synergies that were, that were developed. Um, it's, it's pretty fantastic. And Denton's does a really amazing job. Our global team does an amazing job at, um, at pulling together the, the partner retreats. Um, it pains me to say, but we're, we're nearly at the end, Nicole. I mean, we could talk for hours on this. Um, but the final question I wanted to ask, and this is, um, one that we always ask, but it's probably one of the most useful for your peers who'll be, I'm sure, listening to this. And it's, what would your one piece of advice be that you'd give to um, other marketing leaders sort of wondering how they can build a more modern and effective BD function at their firms? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's critical to look both within the industry, but also outside of the industry. We have a benefit at Denton's being a global law firm. We can look within the industry across regions um, and there's different levels of um levels of sophistication across different regions. Um, but look within the industry and outside of the industry, figure out best practices. But then you also have to consider your firm's internal culture and what steps you're going to need to take, um, what steps you're going to need to take in order to shift the function. I think change management is critical and meeting in the organization where it is and building on that is equally important. Um, regular community, once you decide on the structure, once you decide on some shifts you might want to make, regular communication with key stakeholders for buy-in uh, is also really important. I mean, innovating requires change and change can be daunting for people. So it's important to bring them along on the journey and that's going to help you build and build the more modern BD function, but also have that function ex not only accepted, but embraced by the business. So I'm going to start, Nicole, if it's all right with you, with a, a nice quick fire round um, by asking you, what's your favorite business and non-business book? Great question, Will. Um, I think on the business side, Atomic Habits is uh, is a book that I really uh, rely on quite a bit in terms of the business development training approach that I'm providing, but also in terms of my own approach to um, getting things done. Uh, and on the non-business side, I don't have a favorite, but I do love reading biographies. So next on my list is uh, Barbara Streisand's new book. I imagine that that will be an interesting one. I, I do love the biography as well. Um, going back in time, what was your first job? My very first job was at a veterinarian clinic. Um, I used to want to be a veterinarian, but it turns out that I'm more into cuddling animals than uh, than treating them. So um, moving on from that, though, my first career-oriented uh, work was at a company called McLuhan and Davis Communications. Um, it's a, a Toronto-based business communication skills training company, and it was a small company at the time. They've now gone global. Um, and I think working with uh, the, the entrepreneur who started the company really taught me to be creative and bold uh, in, my, in my career progression, to try new things and really to never be afraid of failure because it's not really failure. It's just a learning opportunity. Snap on the, uh, the vet thing. I just realized that I wasn't that clever. So that's why I couldn't make it. Um, <laughs> what makes you really happy at work? 
Yeah, I think it's my team. I work with an incredible group of professionals who are dedicated uh, to the firm's success, but also to each other's success. And I just love connecting with them to brainstorm and bringing those ideas to the firm to co-create and execute on impactful initiatives. And and there's no shortage of ideas. And uh, I always say a, a great idea is something that you can also get done. And so that's that's what really makes me happy. What are you listening to at the moment? And, you know, that can be something in the charts, music-wise, or it could be podcast, or are you listening to an audiobook at the moment? Uh, I, I'm really more of a radio person when it comes to music. So uh, lots of Taylor Swift and Miley Cyrus. Um, those two artists seems to be, seem to be dominating the airwaves of uh, the radio station that I listen to right now. 1989, you know, is going wild, isn't it? Again, now that that, that album's out and everyone's rejoicing for it again. Um, yeah. Cool, no, that's perfect. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to finally get you on. Thank you so much for your time and on such an interesting topic. Um, have a brilliant rest of the week and, and thank you. Thanks for having me, Will. I really appreciate being asked and having the opportunity to share my insights with your listeners. <laughs>